Welcome to the Morning Star Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. And we're back for more effery. Yay. For effery. Yay. Yeah, for more effery. Okay. It's going to be a short show tonight. Kayana hate. M21 hate. It's Professor Snape's hate. PJ, what's happening? E-Wise, what's happening? CPB Trucker, what's happening? Laura Vale's in the house. All right, all right. All art is mental. Lil Hurley. Want to review Miss Clear? Is that a movie? Wait. Her look, get me up to speed. Is that a movie? Do I need to watch? Do I need to watch that movie? No doubt, Naruto. <laughs> the fit was he the fifth Hakoge? <laughs> now I'm in your territory. Is that the fifth Hakoge? <laughs> Reggie, what's happening? Mac Bones, what's happening? Baron, what's happening? Yeah, all right, listen, it's not gonna be long. Oh, documentary on HBO is about Miss Cleo, like Miss Cleo, Miss Cleo. Like, call me, call me now. Her, her for real? Okay, wow. Okay, um, I was watching the Shaq documentary. That was nothing that we hadn't already known about Shaq. I was watching more for when they, when they, when the Lakers let him go, because you know Kobe got them two rings without Shaq, and then Shaq got his ring in Miami. So yeah, all right, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll check it out. Oh, coming on the fifteenth. Gotcha. Okay. Call me, call me now. Okay, now it was a six high Kogi. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So did they put did they put him on the on the mountain? So is his face on the mountain with the rest of them? Bro, I'm so like I'm so like it's been a all I know is they had a kid named Boruto and Boruto be doing his little thing now. So that's how far removed I've been from Naruto. All I know is he had he got married, had the little boy, boy's name Boruto. Boruto but doing his damn thing so i would they ever put him on the mountaintop with the rest of the hot kogays i'm sure they did okay we're back like cook coke crack yeah 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 okay <laughs> let's get into it see yes see i would never lie to y'all i would never lie to y'all that's a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch this shit again later on tonight just for the battle scene at the end when they uh when they took over point hudson Thanks for telling me about Naruto. I need to tell my little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we try to we try to stay up on on anime things, but Lorvel is an expert about that. Y'all better read the man the manga. Boruto is going wild now. Okay, <laughs> see, I'm I'm too far removed. I don't know what Boruto has been up to. Ray J, what's happening? Um, you put these videos. Yeah, I'm I'm trying, bro. I'm trying because uh, I'm gonna be in Atlanta for uh, for Christmas, so I'm trying to get as much done as I can. 
he is on the mountain okay that's what's up leah hey all right yes get to the cannons yeah listen you're gonna forget about that slap in a minute okay i will not i will not lie to y'all emancipation is an excellent flick but you know what i'm in a petty mood because i i made a comment earlier today i said antoine fuqua is a better director than spike lee i stand on that so let's do this let's she said what are we talking naruto <laughs> so let's do this Farron, thank you for the five on the super chat um I stand on what I said. Antoine Fuqua is is a much better director than Spike Lee. Maybe Spike Lee's gotten to the point where he's Spike Lee. He doesn't see the, the, the you know what I'm saying? Spike Lee's best work to me is Miracle at St. Anna. Okay? Oh, you watch that. I mean, listen, I try to stay up with the youngins. I try to stay up with y'all. I try to. Like, many of me was into Naruto more than I was. And I remember watching the wedding and then Baruto and he often look his adventures and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Awesome ending. Yeah. Right. Spike play too much jazz. Oh Lord. I meant the old school anime, but we can talk Naruto. <laughs> well, I'm glad this is such a diverse, diverse chat. We talked everything from you know, Meg the Stallion to detransitioners to, to to Naruto. So I appreciate y'all so be, so being so well rounded and well versed on everything. But I want to do a comparison and contrast between Antoine Fuqua and Spike Lee. Okay, I just it just needs to be said. It just needs to be said. Spike Lee filmography. I, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, once I get the Antoine Fuqua shit, his first five, six films, it's, it's a wrap. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, listen, we get into it. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We don't count the short films. Okay. Feature films and movie theaters only. Okay. All right. Feature films in movie theaters only all right let's go nobody watched joe's bed Barber barbershop okay nobody watched that a few of us watched she's gotta have it you know what? I'll, I'll do this i'll take i'll take inventory i'll take count i'll give you what i like from spike and then i'll compare that with what i like from antoine all right come on scoot, scoot over there we go and you guys can do the same okay let's go I give I give Spike one for school days. I give him one for do the right thing. I liked Mo Better Blues. I liked Jungle Fever. Malcolm X was hit or miss, but fuck it, I'll put it on there. Okay. I'll give him Crooklyn. I liked Crooklyn. I liked Clockers. I didn't care for Girl Six. I didn't care for Get on the Bus. I liked He Got Game. Summer of Sam, eh. No. Bamboozled, eh. No. 25th Hour, I don't even remember that movie. So that's a no for me. She Hate Me, I don't even remember that movie. That's a no for me. Inside Man, excellent flick. 
excellent flick inside man miracle of saint anna my favorite spike lee movie okay red hook summer didn't see it old boy yes the sweet blood of jesus i've never seen it shy rack i've never seen it black Klansman was okay not enough for me to like it the five bloods excellent movie five ten i got 12 for spike i got 12 movies for spike 12 out of one two three five and 11 12 14 15 Okay, out of 24 movies, I liked half of his shit. 24, I liked 12. So I give him 50%. I give him 50%. All right? She Hate Me was a sucker movie with Chris Rock. Oh, shit. Well, okay. See? See? Here we go. Inside Man was dope. Mo' Better Blues is, is always a always a good uh, uh, repeat. Girl 6 was trash. No doubt. No doubt. Mo' Better, Mo' Better. Mo' Better, Mo' Better. The Brooklyn is in me. <laughs> Lots of boob. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that black and white, it, you can tell it was like he was still trying to find his footing. You know what I'm saying? I remember Spike, we tried to sell black people on that. Yes, yes, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. <laughs> we're not going to go there. I went to film school because of Spike. That's dope. Okay, awesome. You know what? Then you, I would like to have um, what I'm trying to do at, one, at some point is have a panel we just talk film and movies all right so all artists mental um since you went to film school so you know the actual ins and outs um i would love to have you on a panel where we just discuss strictly just tv and film movies all the ins and outs all that good stuff so yes you are on my list oh no not jungle fever no 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 what hey what she said at the end hey daddy i suck a dick i suck a dick for some crack He's like, no. I was like, oh my God. Come on, Spike. All right. Yo, Spike, the infamous rail shot. We know when the, the character is there on the rail and he's pulling the camera back. That's all. That's a classic. That's it. That's his shot. It's like, he, 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 that's his shot. Like, nobody better ever not do the Spike Lee shot, the rail shot. You know? Facts Naruto has the best storytelling anime of all times. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like Spike Lee's camera check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. 50-50 on Spike. Okay, okay. All right, so we're pretty much all in agreement on Spike 50-50. So out of 24 feature movies, I like 12 of them. All right. Yeah, she said, I suck your big black for five hours. Like, oh, no, bro. And she was a light-skinned chick. I was like, oh, I ain't going to do light skins like this. Right? Okay, let's do Antoine Fuqua. And I can guarantee he made some movies y'all didn't even realize he made. So let's do Antoine. Yo, listen, it's not even, it's, for me, it's not even close, but. Oh, my God, look at these, look at these. Come on, stop. Look at these right here. But you know what? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Antoine Fuqua still married to fat-ass Layla Rashon. Listen, you you got to let a man like. Antoine Fuqua do his thing. He still comes back home to Layla Rashon, but Layla understands he's still got it. He go, he's got an itch. I, I, I'm the wife. He comes back home to me, but I got to let this man go do what he do. Now, Antoine has maybe half, half of his resume 
clearly he only has half of his resume, but his resume still, I believe, is better than Spike's. Spike has longevity, but Antoine just smash after smash after smash. It's it's you know what I'm saying. See uh, Equalizer, and we are done. And they and they and they just wrapped up <laughs> Equalizer three. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Absalom, what's happening? All right, I see you, bro. I see you. I see you. Put up the New Jack City shades. That's a tough roster. <laughs> I'm still going. Listen, Fuqua has half the filmography. But look at, come on, look at these titles, y'all. Are we serious right now? But let's get into it. Exactly. Let's get into it. The replacement killers. I like the replacement killers. Bait. I'll let bait go. I'll let bait go. Training day without question. Tears of the Sun. Excellent movie. Bruce Willis, uh, Iman Hudson. Excellent movie. Killed it. Killed it. King Arthur. I like King Arthur. I like those period pieces. All right. So one, two, three. So, I, so far I got four. Then we get to Shooter. Shooter's an automatic yes. Brooklyn's finest, automatic yes. Olympus has fallen. Now, I'll, I'll, if you say, I'm, sly, I'm not sure about Olympus, I'll give you that. Olympus has fallen is kind of, it's like, I don't know. But fuck it, I'll put it on the list. I'll put it on the list. The Equalizer. Southpaw, Jake Gyllenhaal, the white boxer, Right? It's a, that's a great movie. I was watching it literally last week. If you haven't seen Southpaw, um, white boxer had a title. Rival was a rival boxer. Wife gets shot and killed. He spirals out of control. Loses his little girl to the system. He loses his money, mansion, all that shit. Fifty cents in this, right? And then he had to go to Forest Whitaker and learn the Philly shell game. Uh huh. Had to go to Forest Whitaker. And had to learn the Philly shell game. So at the final, the final, the third act, he gets his title shot. He beats the champ. He, he says, go to the shell. And he just clams up. <laughs> and he just clams up on him. And he clams up on him. He wins the belt back. He gets reunited with his daughter. Because at one point his daughter's like, why can't you get me out of here? Because she's in foster care. That's, I mean, the little daughter. Oh my goodness. Okay. Naomi Harris is in this movie. Southpaw's a dope fucking movie. Dope movie. Let's continue. The Magnificent Seven. Say less. Say less. Huh? I was mad Chris Pratt died in this motherfucker. I'm like, come on, this Chris Pratt. This Star-Lord. Star-Lord done blew himself up. I was like, oh, no. I was so mad. I went to go see this shit. Okay, I was more upset the white man died. <laughs> Wait, y'all. I and they had the Comanche versus the the tomahawk, the, the two Indian fights. That was good, right? I was more upset. Chris Pratt blew himself up. I'm like, what are you doing, Star Lord? You're Star Lord. Huh? I was upset. Star Lord blew himself up. What in the hell? <laughs> Of course, we put Equalizer 2 on here. So that gives me 10. That gives me 10. All right. 
I have not seen Infinite. I have not seen this. I have not seen this. So I can't. I can't call it. The Guilty. Ah. Uh, I mean, that's on y'all. I can't because I haven't. I. 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 I mm. Bullet Train. I liked Bullet Train. I didn't even know he did this. I just watched it once two weeks ago. And um, at the end, Michael Shannon is the Russian that pretty much got everybody on the train so he could kill him. Bullet Train it didn't do good in the theaters. It's better than the numbers suggest. So I liked Bullet Train. I liked Bullet Train. I liked it. It's a good little flick. All right, the guilty was dope. Okay, okay, okay. Of course, emancipation. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Emancipation. And Equalizer 3 has yet to come out yet. So, uh, out of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 movies. Two I have not seen. So that gives me that gives me 15 out of 15. I got 12. Okay, so I like I equally like 12 movies from Spike, and I like 12 movies from Antoine. Given two movies from Antoine, I have not I have yet to see. And Spike has twice the filmography credits that that Antoine. Listen, I, I'm sorry. You're telling me t- Spike's 12 best movies beats Antoine's 12 best movies I, I I don't I don't think oh he did he just produced it he was a producer okay 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 gotcha gotcha producer 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 okay okay that's right that's right producer producer okay um Olympus produce produce executive okay yeah but produce that's right that's right okay director director okay 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 I still give him credit for the bullet train it's still I mean still it's still a good movie it's a good movie um once again once again, Spike's 12 best movies in my eyes does not beat Antoine. Antoine, yes, he has a better range. Like Antoine can do it all. Antoine can do it all. Like he he tackles subject matters that I didn't like. He would I think Spike's most diverse movie is Old Boy. Because I remember when they first announced he was doing it, people were like, Spike Lee, old boy, like, he's going to mess. People were worried he's going to mess up old boy. I remember that. A lot of people were upset that Spike was redoing old boy because they thought he was going to mess it up. And he didn't. I think he did a good job with with old old boy. I think that's his most far left movie. Right? As far as content, subject matter. And I think his best overall film was Miracle at St. Anna. Okay. But there's no no Spike does not Spike's best does not does not match up to Antoine Fuqua at no 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 you'll no no nope 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 no feel free to disagree but I, I there's no way there's no way Okay. 
I, I, I love Tenet. Tenet is a stupid, dope flick. I didn't realize how short John Davison was compared to Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson is at 6'1". John Davison is 5'8", 5'9". So when, you know, when they're next to each other it, during the, the close-up shots, it's kinda, it kind of throws me off because I'm like, he's just so fucking short, you know? Just so short. You know, the meme that everybody has or the, or the, or the gif when they're walking together in their suits out of the uh, out of the gallery he's so short i'm just like ah come on man you know so um i didn't realize antoine fuqua made the documentary bachelor of the party oh okay yeah 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 spike does no more and listen i i respect i respect spikes you know but come on it's antoine fuqua Yes, Delroy Lindo was not acting. That man was playing his real self. Listen, I firmly believe the real Delroy Lindo is that man in Five Bloods. Delroy was not acting. That was him. <laughs> that was the real Delroy. <laughs> I'm convinced. All right, so have at it in the chat. Um, tell me, let, let me know, let me know you guys' thoughts. Feel free to disagree, but listen, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I like Spike, but come on, man. This these are these are just, you know. I mean, uh, come on. Training Day got him an got him an Oscar for that shit, right? Got Denzel an Oscar for that. Brooklyn's finest is like so underrated, so underrated. I was mad when Wesley got killed. I was like, God damn, they killed Wesley. I thought Wesley Wesley was gonna make it out. You know. Okay. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I, listen, we we own the Megan thing. Listen, this bitch, <laughs> this bitch here, bruh. Before we even get to the uh to the the updates or the courts, let's do this. Let's the Navy SEAL guy that's been making the rounds. <sighs> listen, Navy SEALs are pretty much the best of the best. I mean, they're like one step below um delta force and and sas okay maybe spetsness but still eight navy seals that pretty much are still regarded as one of the best i didn't i totally forgot about this story this dude came out like 10 years ago so let's get into this nonsense so you may or may not have seen in 2013 an interview with a navy seal chris beck he came out as a transgender navy seal but why we're here today is because of everything happening in America with this transition craze that's going on with kids. You have something that you want to tell the world. What is that? Everything you see on CNN with my face, do not even believe a word of it. What the hell? Everything that happened to me for the last 10 years, they destroyed my life. I destroyed my life. I'm not a victim. I did it to myself, but I had some help. Transgender ideology is, is cultish and it's not science-based at all. They take that desire, that innate human desire to want to change and to want to help people, and they use it, just like a cult leader would. And the parents are so desperate to fit in with this ideology because of the fear of the us-them. They don't want to be othered. So now they're using the children as these trophies of like, look at me, I have a child that I'm accepting of. What in the hell? So let's go. A uh, retired Navy SEAL who became famous nearly 10 years ago after coming out as transgender announced he is detransitioning 
and called on Americans to wake up about how transgender health services are hurting children. Uh, everything you see on CNN with my face, do not believe, not even believe a word of it. Uh, everything that happened to me for the last 10 years destroyed my life. I destroyed my life. I'm not a victim. I did this to myself, but I had help. I take full responsibility. I went on CNN and everything else, and that's why I'm here right now. I'm trying to correct that. I was used. I was very naive. I was in a really bad way, and I got taken advantage of. I got propagandized. I got used badly by a lot of people who had knowledge way beyond me. They knew what they were doing. I didn't. He said in an interview, Jeez, Pete, you are a former Navy SEAL. You are a former Navy SEAL. You know this man's body count? Okay, this man's kill count. You understand? You understand? I'm sure him and Nick Taylor are fixing sandwiches in somebody's kitchen talking shop. Okay? Because <laughs> the cook, it's always the cook, right? Beck served in the U.S. Navy for 20 years, including SEAL Team 6. You are... SEAL Team 6 is, is regarded as the team to be on. He was deployed 13 times and received more than 50 medals and ribbons for his service. This man's kill count. I can only imagine him and the Iceman Richard Kol Kolsinski can have a, a nice conversation. Okay? This is insane. There are thousands of gender clinics being put up all over America. As soon as kids go in and say, I'm a tomboy or this makes me feel comfortable. Then a psychologist says, oh, you're transgender. And then the next day you're on hormones, the same hormones they are using for medical castration for weirdos. Now they are giving this to healthy 13 year olds. This does this seem right. This is why I'm trying to tell America to wake up. Yeah. Good luck with that, bruh. Beck said that when he would began transitioning, it just it took just an hour long meeting at a veterans affairs to be offered hormones. I walked in psychologist's office and in one day I have a letter in my hand saying I was transgender. I was authorized for hormones. I was authorized all all this other stuff. I had so much going wrong in my system when I started taking those. Some of those some of that was paid for by the VA and I'm sorry to the American people that I did that. Beck said he has been off of hormones for about seven years now. This is a billion dollar industry between psychologists, between surgeries, between hormones, between chemicals, between follow-up treatments. There are thousands of gender clinics popping up all over the country. And each of those gender clinics is going to be pulling in probably over $50 million. All right, Chaz, you better be careful. God damn it. Chaz, you better be careful out here. <laughs> what you call yourself. This is, <laughs> this is insane. This is insane. So if a Navy SEAL can be manipulated, uh, a 13, 14 year old, 15 year old doesn't stand a chance. Okay. The toothpaste is out of the tube. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't going back in. Bobby Lee Swagger. I'm dying right now. I'm dying right now. Yeah, I threw that shit in the toilet. What type of mission does SEAL Team 6 do? And there is your answer. Where's where you at, Nick? Nick answered it. There we go. Okay. 
I was just watching, uh, what is that? Heart of Valor. Valor movie with, they, they use real, real operators. I mean, the acting was horrible, but they use real operators, real equipment, <laughs> real firearms, right? The first mission, Mikey takes one. He, he gets shot in the eye, his eyeballs hanging out and he's passed out in the back of the truck. They, they rescued the one lady, the me- the Mexican lady, and they're being chased by the bad guys. And, and then Mikey, he's like, Mikey wakes. He's like, what happened? What happened? He says, you took one to the face. You're a hard motherfucker. It's the Valor movie, right? And it's the hot extract. They're calling in the boat team. The truck goes in the water. And here comes the mini cannon. And just you just see the tracer rounds. Just, just. It's, it's probably the most insane first act of any arm, uh, military movie I've ever seen. And um, yeah, two brothers that were operators on, on, on that team as well. They survived, right? Um, yeah, it's called, I think it's called Heart of Valor or something. Y'all know what I'm talking about. All I remember is hot extract, goddammit, and the man came, they came in with the boats and the mini cannons. It was, it was lights out. It was lights out. But... <laughs> But yeah, he's like, come on, Mikey, come on, Mikey. Mikey wakes up. He's like, oh, oh, did we get her? Yeah, yeah, Mike, yeah. What happened? What happened? You took one to the face. You're a hard motherfucker. <laughs> that was an insane first act. Insane first act. Insane. Insane. Giggity senior. Oh, I can't with y'all right now. I refuse. Yeah, man, this dude's a former Navy SEAL. What are we doing? What are we doing? Is Tarantino the best? Um, no, honestly, James Cameron is regarded as the best director. You know what? I'll play, look, I'll play that game with you. Come on. Let's look up Tarantino's filmography. Then we'll look up James Cameron. James Cameron is regarded as the best. Um, Better than Coppola, Scorsese, Oliver Stone. So let's do this. Let's look up Tarantino's filmography. There we go. Because Tarantino's got some some massive, massive smashes. Oh, my God. Jeez. He peaks. It's going to be hard, but uh, let's see. Tarantino. Let's go, Tarantino. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Movies only. Okay, feature movies only. Do we care about executive producers? Mm, no. Only movies he's directed or or had some actual direct, you know, actual hands on. Okay. Okay. Reservoir Dogs. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, come on. That's that's. What are we doing? Pulp Fiction. Natural Born Killers. Um, so he didn't direct from dust till dawn. He didn't direct the rock. He's uncredited as a writer. So damn, they ain't, they just screwed him over with this one. The rock is a great movie though. Jackie Brown. It's okay. It was decent. I, I, I gotta give it that. Come on. Kill Bill's one and two. Sin City, even though him and Robert Rodriguez went back and forth. So one, two, three, um, one, two, three, uh, grindhouse death proof. I like the Grindhouse movies, Death Proof, and uh, Planet Terror. So I'm going to put them on there just because I like them. I like them. Inglorious Bastards, come on, that's, a, that's an easy one. 
the bear Jew. Come on, what are we talking about? Django. I like Django, even though it's a slave movie, but it was a good movie. <laughs> Hateful Eight. Come on, what are we talking about? Easy. Easy. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's his best film to date. Okay? I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is Tarantino's best film to date. I got 13, 13 likes for him. Tarantino's got monsters. Monsters. Okay, if he don't do shit else, he, his, his place is secure. Okay, if he doesn't do anything else, his place is secure. All right, so now let's get to... Damn, less than two shots. Uh, yes, Men of Valor. There you go. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Nolan is the best. Hell no. Come on, bro. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Cameron, hands down. It's Cameron. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll play your game. I'll play your game. I'll play your game. Baby Tarantino, best film is Hero by far. Jet Li. Oh, my Lord. I like Hero, but I, I like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I liked it. Like, I like that. Hatefully, hatefully, they're my two favorite Tarantino films. You know, like, I'll, I'll look for those to look, to watch. Grindhouse was stupid dope. Death Proof is dope. Talk that sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we all agree, like, Tarantino's got some monsters. Yes, he did. The Rock gets, I don't think The Rock gets enough credit. That's when I first, you know, learned about, <laughs> like, oh, the high ground is real, huh? Okay, oh, that's a real thing. Ryan Coogler, no. Ryan Coogler's not there yet. He's not there yet. Okay, so let's look up James Cameron. Now, listen, James Cameron right here. Come on, man, I don't want to do this to y'all right now. Nope, let's do Christopher Nolan first. Let's do Christopher Nolan first. Because once I do James Cameron, it's lights out. Once I do James Cameron, it's lights out. All right. Feature films. Here we go. You ready? We're not going to do executive producers because we're just not. Even though Zack Snyder's Justice League is a, a, it's a flawless film. <laughs> it's flawless. Okay, let's go. Uh, I, I give one for Memento. Uh, Insomnia. It was cool. It was cool. Let's okay. Let's go with Batman Begins. Of course, yes. The Prestige, yes. Dark Knight, yes. Inception, hell yes. Dark Knight Rises, hell yes. Um, even though he didn't direct Man of Steel, but he was still involved with it, hell yes. Interstellar, hell yes. Dunkirk, hell yes. Tenant, hell yes. And Oppenheimer comes out next year. I know they're gonna, he's going to kill that shit. He's with Universal with this one. So the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies were with, uh, with Legendary. Uh, Legendary under Warner Brothers. He left Warner Brothers and went to Universal. So Oppenheimer is his first film in about 15 years that's not Warner Brothers. Oppenheimer is going to is going to win awards. Okay? Killian Murphy's in it. Everybody who's everybody's in this movie. It is about the Manhattan Project. This movie is going to win a shitload of awards. Do you understand me? 
remember this. Next year, Oppenheimer. This thing is going to win bad awards. All right? So I got 11. 11 likes for, for Nolan. All right? Yes, Dunkirk was crazy. All right? All right? Man, no, ain't too many duds in his, in his, in his uh, re- resume. Ain't too many, ain't too many duds. Ain't too many duds. All right. Memento is his, is his best. Okay. All right. Now let's, let's do the granddaddy of them all. James Cameron. Let's do James Cameron. Cause once I do James Cameron, once I do James Cameron, there is just not, there's nothing to talk about. Yes. Oppenheimer is going to win. If it doesn't win an Oscar, man, I'll be damned. Best movie, best picture, some supporting, uh, uh, you know, uh, lead. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you, Oppenheimer is going to kill it next year. All right, let's do this. Lord have mercy. James Cameron. Y'all really want to do this? And he's from Canada. Y'all really want to do this? Come, do we really want to listen? Right, look, look, right now, I'm just, one, two, three, four, five, six. Do we even want to go any further at this point? Wait. I'm right now, one, two, three, four, five, six. What you're looking, do we even want to open this thing up? <laughs> I, I know, man, he's, he's, he's bugging. He's getting old. He's getting old. He's getting old. Sam Raimi's got a nice little clip. We'll, we'll look up Sam Raimi. But let, exactly, game's already over. Game's already over. Let's go ahead and open it up. Well, let me, let's, let's pull it. Oh, geez. I don't, I, I'm, I'm too scared to pull this shit up. I'm too scared to pull this thing up. What it, what it, I mean, listen, I mean, really at this point, come on. These are the biggest movies. I'm just saying what I mean, y'all come on. So let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Now this is not what he's. You know, other movies he's had his hand print on. We're just not, we're just, we're going to go with what he's directed. Okay. Mind you, this man operates like Sade. He does a movie every few years, but let's, let's do this. Okay. Terminator. Aliens. The abyss. Okay. You know what? There's only one other director I, I would put against James Cameron and we'll, we'll look up his, his filmography. That's Spielberg. Well, that's Spielberg. Spielberg is the only one I, I will put against James Cameron, but we'll look up Spielberg in a minute. But let's just, just, just stick with James Cameron real quick. Okay, listen, we got, we got the Terminator. We have Aliens. We have the Abyss. Jeez. We have T2. That, listen, these movies are events. True Lies. Don't sleep on true lies. Don't disrespect true lies. Don't do that. Don't. No, nah, people still watch Oscars, bro. Trust me. 
Uh, you, okay, you want to do Spielberg and you want to do Lucas? Okay, we can do Lucas and then we'll go on to the next topic. Um, Titanic. Okay. Avatar. And then Avatar comes out, Avatar 2 comes out next, next uh, week. And then Avatar 3 comes out next year. These movies are events, people. Events. 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 Every three years, this man guarantees a, a blockbuster. Every three years, he gives you a blockbuster. Okay? Every three years, James Cameron gives you a blockbuster event. All right? I have a little D. <laughs> Dynamics, thank you for the 500 Super Chat. With Avatar 2 coming out, will some studios push their movies to the year uh, after or at least after war season not to compete with James Cameron? Um. Everybody's cleared out for Avatar. There's nobody coming out. This, the end of the year, is December, January, there's nobody. Um, there's nobody. There's nobody to stop Avatar. There's nobody. Like, everybody got the fuck out the way. Like, everybody got the fuck out the way. Okay? You know? Don't add me, but I didn't like Titanic. I, you must go on. Knowing damn well there's enough room on that door for both of them. You must go on. Hey, what she said when she was an old lady? It was 87 years ago. 87 years ago. <laughs> James Cameron does not miss. Does not miss. Oh, I'm, uh, we we already have our tickets for uh, Avatar. Like I'm gonna go, we're gonna go see the fuck out of that Avatar shit. All right, let's do uh, let's do George Lucas. Then we'll wrap it up with with Spielberg. Let's do George Lucas. I mean, really, outside of Star Wars, but uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay. This is it, George Lucas, American Graffiti classic. Um, THX eleven thirty eight is a sleeper. Like I watched that, you knew he was onto something with this. THX eleven thirty eight is deep because at the because they all live underground and the people, they're worker worker slaves. I think it's Robert Duvall's in this right, and they've all been convinced. That up top, outside of outside of of the underground, is toxic and it's nuclear radiation and everything is dead. So at the end, um, Robert Duvall he he breaks protocol. There's this crazy chase. Um, he escapes up top to see that there's life uh, uh, above ground. So THX eleven thirty. It's a deep movie. It's um, also they're not. It's queer because they were not allowed to have contact during sex. Right, they had these video screens where they would watch porn, but they couldn't. They had a device, like dildos and shit like that, and, and flashlights in this movie. It's crazy, it's crazy. So all the flashlights y'all be seeing in the porn shit, it's in THX eleven thirty eight. I shit you not, <coughs> I shit you not. Yes, because at the at the very end, he goes up to goes up the ladder, 
up the manhole and he sees a bird and he sees green vegetation and shit and it's clean air. So this whole time the people are being lied to. There's these mechanical robots um, that keep them in line. Man, it's a deep flick. It's a deep flick. Yes. Yes. You have to watch that. You have to watch that. All right. American Graffiti is a classic. I mean, the Star Wars, the, uh, Star Wars number, uh, number four, New Hope. Phantom Menace was, uh, you know, yeah. Of the so that's what, these are his directed features. We're not going, we're not touch. we're not counting what he's executive produced or written and stuff, but these are his, this is his, this is his, these are his, his, his clips. All right. I mean, it's not bad, but really outside of Star Wars, that's pretty much it. All right. So to me, it's still, it's Lucas versus Spielberg. So let's do Spielberg. Christ almighty. I can only imagine even Spielberg. That's right. The black man was a hologram. Hell yeah, Rich. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Let's go. Even Spielberg. Lord have mercy. Oh, do I even need to open this motherfucker up? Okay, I'm done. Let's stop. Let's just stop. Let's stop. Spielberg's the king. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, James Cameron. Spielberg is king. Let's stop. Look at this shit. Look at this shit here. Come, okay. I'm not even going to keep count. I'm not even going to count. I'm just going to name off his movies. <sighs> Lucas watched the, <laughs> watched the Black Tide Pods. Yeah. Spielberg, hands down. So I got Spielberg number one. I got um, Cameron at number two. And then maybe you might have Nolan in, in your top five. Because listen, you still got Scorsese. You still got Coppola. You still got Oliver Stone. You know? And Nolan is in the discussion. But from the one and two, it's Spielberg and, and um, Cameron. It's Spielberg and Cameron. So let's get into this shit. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Okay. Sugarland Express. I remember that. Okay, so we got Jaws. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 1941. Anyone watch 1941? We'll leave 1941 off the list. Nah, we don't care about that. Raiders of the Lost Ark. E.T. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. My favorite um, Indiana Jones movie, The Color Purple. Jeez. <coughs> Listen, I know we all hate that shit. But you have to put it on the list. And the reason why you have to put The Color Purple on the list is because of what it did, what it did to help shape our culture to a certain extent. This was the beginning of... of what we're what we experiencing now amongst our genders, right? You have to put this on the list because of the impact it, it's had on black people. Okay? Empire of the Sun. A great flick. Um, I never seen always. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was good. Hook was might Hook might be mid for some people. All right. Hook is, is mid for some people. I don't know. Jurassic Park. Schindler's List, 
Jurassic Park, a lost world. Fucking Amistad, give us us free. Give us us free. Yes, we got to put it down here. And the opening, the greatest opening scene of any war movie, period. The greatest first act of any and all war movies, period. Saving Private Ryan. Okay, if you have surround sound, you hear every goddamn bullet ricochet miss hit do you understand if you have surround sound you hear everything all right okay you enjoyed hook a lot as a kid okay that's what's up that's what's up okay okay all right the color purple started the manosphere The color purple started the manosphere. That is the comment of the night. That is easily the comment of the night. Don't you beat me. <laughs> Listen, there's so many classic one-liners from the women in that movie. So many classic. Everything you do to me. Silly. <laughs> Silly. Oh my god. Like that movie is is one giant meme. Color purple is one giant meme. It's meme after meme after meme after meme after meme. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, if you don't have surround sound, some type of Dolby shit. Some uh some four point three Dolby you do you listen you're not listening you're not getting the full experience until you do right by me everything you do and then she went to go be with Suge and be gay <laughs> and live her best life what <laughs> what all right let's keep it going let's keep it going uh. Uh, AI, I liked AI. A lot of people didn't like AI. I liked AI. Minority Report, classic. Catch Me If You Can is a classic. Classic. The Terminal, ah, not so much for me. Not so much for me. War of the Worlds, I liked. I liked. I liked it. Munich was okay. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skull, I didn't care for this. I didn't care for the adventures of Tintin. I liked Warhorse. Okay. I liked Lincoln. I didn't care for the Bridge of Spies. I didn't care for the BFG. I didn't care for the Post. Ready Player One got me back on back got, got me got me some act right. Okay. Ready, Ready Player One got me some act right. I'm like, okay, I see you. I, I'm paying attention. All right. West Side Story, um, I've, I've watched maybe 20 minutes into it. I was like, ah, I'm good. And I have yet to see The Fablemans. I have not watched The Fablemans. So I, I, I think it's easy to say that, um, yeah, it's Spielberg, Cameron, and then everybody else. Listen, The Color Purple is so many we all have quoted 
parts from that movie. Listen, the lines from that movie apply to every aspect of our life. You can find a part of the color purple that applies to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just lays on top of me. He just do his business. <laughs> Hey, remember they was doing that shit? <laughs> and he was crying. <laughs> and he was crying. Hey, remember he was throwing rocks at her and shit? Hey, <laughs> Danny Glover threw a rocks at her. He said, get out of here. <laughs> Yo, I don't want to hear shit about slave movies. The Color Purple was the worst goddamn black movie. Hey, you throwing rocks at her ass. Get out of here. <laughs> Color Purple, worst movie ever for black folks. Ever. Ever. Oh, my God. Y'all know the lines? Oh my gosh. Exactly. Y'all know the lines. Everybody knows the color purple. Back and forth. <laughs> it is a horror movie. <laughs> <Get out of here. laughs> oh shit. <clears throat> The worst, the worst movie for black folk ever. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's the worst. The worst. And then at the end, when uh, she found all the letters and shit, and then they came back from Africa to visit, and this is your daughter. And you don't see these all old and shit. This is your granddaughter. <laughs> <coughs> Pushing that African shit. Pushing that African shit. Pushing that African shit. You know, I'm going to have to do another breakdown. I'm going to have to rewatch that shit. Y'all, we're going to have to do one day, just take one day. And we just have to really dissect that movie together. All right, we're just going to have to dissect that movie together, y'all. That movie was a mess from start to finish. That movie was a goddamn mess from start to finish. All right? The kids look nothing like... There, there you go. There you go. Oh, my Lord. Lord have mercy. All right. Let's... Uh, Jesus, Pete. I can't with y'all tonight. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for all this. I was not prepared for all this. I wasn't ready. Oh, yo, let's do this real quick. So the Sam Friedman, the Sam Bankman guy. Wait a minute. So you let him testify in front of Congress, right? <laughs> Look at you coughing up a lung. I know, right? Uh -oh. So they let this guy testify in Congress. In front of Congress. 
Hold up, hold up. You said it to me on Twitter? Oh, okay, I got you. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, cool. Okay, the extradited. Okay, okay, okay. I got you, got you, got you. All right, so they let this guy testify in front of Congress. No charges. No charges. So what was he what was he supposed to do? Like just stay and hang out? I I don't understand. So y'all help me out. You gonna do a color? You know what? The name is I should. I want to. I want to. I want to. I, I you know what? I like that idea. I like that idea. I would just have to uh kind of move some things around so we could so I could yeah i think that's that's what we're gonna do give me like a couple weeks to kind of figure out the logistics of it and we'll definitely do a, a color purple watch party cheesy peach yes i'm with it thank you bro for that idea it's gonna be insane insane i love it was terrible i've already jesus christ what, what did she say touch me touch me in my private parts i was like oh god damn it i love it was bad i love it was bad touch me in my private part i was like oh no 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 beloved was pretty bad no photos of his wrist i don't believe it spielberg and oprah are more enemies <laughs> did they take his ugly girlfriend nah you know what listen i don't believe see that's what i'm thinking he gonna they gonna knock him off that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking my dad who is from liberia and i live there it is different okay 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 i love it i love it we love it. oh jeez, man listen that was a horrible that was just this that's color purple too so let's this this shit makes no sense the co-founder and former ceo of bankrupt crypto trading from firm ftx was arrested in the bahamas after the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York shared a sealed indictment with bah Bahamian government, his arrest is the first concrete move by regulators to hold individuals accountable. So why would you? Okay, dumb question, y'all. Why have him testify in front of Congress? So you did all that for what? So you only charge him because he. Okay. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested by Bahamian authorities Monday evening after the United States Attorney for the Southern, Southern District of New York shared a sealed indictment with the Bahamian government, <clears throat> setting the stage for extradition and U.S. trial for the one-time crypto billionaire at the heart of the crypto exchanges collapsed. He's going to be the fall guy. Like They're going to make him the poster boy for this. His arrest is the first concrete move by regulators to hold individuals accountable for the multi-billion dollar implosions of FTX last month. Before his arrest was announced, Bankman Freed had been expected to testify virtually before the House Financial Services Committee on Tuesday, but his, his attorney told CNBC that he would not appear. Maxine Waters, who oversees the committee, said that she was surprised at his arrest, exactly, and disappointed that Congress would not be able to hear from him on Tuesday. <clears throat> Damien Williams, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, 
uh, that the federal government anticipated moving to unseal the indictment in the morning. The charges include wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy. Oh, God, you're done. Okay, just the wire fraud alone, you're done. Now, <clears throat> wait a minute. Just the wire fraud alone, you're done. But they hit him with wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud, securities fraud conspiracy, and money laundering. You're done. You, you, it's best they knock you off. It's best they knock you off. You're done. Meanwhile, the SEC has initiated a separate set of charges against Bankman Free relating to violations of our securities laws, which will be filed publicly tomorrow in the Southern District of New York. He's done. Uh, Bahamas Attorney General Ryan Pender said that the United States was likely to request his extradition. The Royal Bahamas Police for Force confirmed his arrest and said he would appear in magistrate court in Nassau on Tuesday. The Bahamas and the United States have a shared interest in holding accountable all individuals associated with FTX who may have betrayed the public trust and broken the law. <clears throat> While the United States is pursuing criminal charges against SBF individually, the Bahamas will continue its own regulatory and criminal investigations into the collapse of FTX with the continued cooperation of its law enforcement and regulatory partners in the United States and elsewhere. Uh, earlier Monday, the Bahamian government of alleged of allegedly working with Bankman Fried cleared away FTX assets from company control and into crypto wallets controlled by Bahamian regulators. <clears throat> uh, the, Baham the Bahamas and the U.S. have an extradition treaty in place since the early 20th century when the Bahamas was still under British control. The current treaty was signed in 1990 and requires that the requesting party provide an arrest warrant issued by a judge or other competent authority. Okay. So the company froze assets, declared bankruptcy later. Reports later claimed that FTX had commingled customer funds with, uh, with Bankman Fried's crypto hedge fund, Alameda Research, and that billions of customer deposits had been lost along the way. Wow. Okay, so here's the kicker. Bankman Fried was replaced by John J. Ray III, who had overseen Enron's bankruptcy. Uh, okay, the fix is in. Anytime you hear Enron, the fix is in. Now, for those that grew up with Enron, California, like you already know what the fix is in. All right. Enron is why California is the way California is with this power grid, electricity, all that good. It's, it's just, it's a fucking mess, man. It's a mess. Okay. Ray said that FTX went on a spending binge from late 2021 to 2022 with a, when approximately 5 billion was spent by a myriad of businesses and investments, many of which may be worth only a fraction of what was paid for them, and that the firm made more than $1 billion in loans and other payments to insiders. Okay. Once again, why would you let him... Okay. It, it, this makes no sense to me. Yo, he's better off just being knocked off, man. I just be like, yo, just knock me off because we're not going to play this game. Like, you're not going to have me sitting in federal federal prison for the rest of my life. Like, now just go ahead and knock me off. All right. Okay. Let's get to why we're here. Today was the first day of trial. Well, actually, it's opening statements. And the first day of opening statements in the trial of Megan the Stallion versus Tory Lanes. And listen, um, 
Tory should win this case, but I suspect a twist because Interscope Records is still mad at Tory. Okay, now this is the, the grimy part of the business that I don't want you guys to, to forget about. Remember a couple years ago, Tory was like, hey, you know, Interscope, you know, screw you. I won. I did this. I did that. I'm just like, this is not good. Like, do not take your victories and just go. Don't gloat. Don't rub it in their faces. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think. I don't think. This will end well for Tory, even though he should beat the case. Okay. If Interscope has anything to do with this, they're going to string him up. All right. Not to mention Rock Nation is still involved. They still manage Meg. So don't don't be surprised if, if Rock Nation uh does some lifting to help string Tory up. So basically it's not just Tory versus Megan, it is Tory versus Interscope and Rock Nation. Okay, do not forget two years ago when Tory was claiming victory over Interscope Records. They do not forget. They are patient and they have very, very long memories. Okay. All right. So shout out to the the lockers attorney. Uh, I follow him on um, IG. They're about to Bernie made off him. Oh, yeah, he's done, man. Just go ahead and knock that kid off, man. Just knock that kid off. Just, just knock him off. You know? Okay. Uh, okay, so this is how, it, once again, today was the first day of opening statements from the prosecution and the uh, defense. So let me do this. Yeah, lawyer for workers. So these are the updates. This is what took place opening statements today. And the jury is very interesting. Hold up. Let me do this. I want to get everybody to, I want to show everybody the jury. The jury pool that they selected. Tory Lanes. Hold up. Bear with me. Jury pool. Yeah, okay. So there's, I believe, okay, you got the four alternates, but out of the 12, it's eight women, four men. It's eight women, four men, and I don't know who the four alternates are. All right. This could not, this, I don't, I don't know. I'm nervous for Tori. Okay. Now nope, it's not saying, okay. Never mind. It's, it, it, it is eight women, four men. Okay. Eight women, four men. And you got four alternates. I don't know who the alternates, what the makeup of the alternates are. Okay. All right. So here we go. This is update number one from lawyers from workers off of IG. He was there. All right. So let's, and then listen to how, how many indiscrepancies was initially told from Megan and her team. And for those that we've, we were following this, we always said Kelsey was the key. Okay. We've been saying this from day one. Kelsey is the key. 
We've always said, well, we always believed that Kelsey was the one that either shot her or they were fighting over the gun, whatever the case may be. But let's just get into what, what the update is. Hold up, we can't see it. Hold up. Wait, you can see it. Never mind. Okay. All right. Here we go. Taking the Tory Lanez trial, we had opening statements. Opening statements are still actually going. We had to pause midway through for lunch. Better than TV. If you watch the prosecution's opening statement, you would say guilty. If you then watch the defense's opening statement, you would say, what the hell is the prosecution thinking charging him? Basically, the prosecution started with this story. They said that, hey, they're all at the party and Tory is leaving the party with Meg. They're in the car. An argument breaks out during which Meg says and insults his skills as a rap artist. This leads to a situation where she gets out of the car and he shoots at her feet and yells, dance, bitch. And then uh, she ends up at a hospital and a doctor takes out three fragments of uh, bullet wounds from her foot. Now, if you just hear, and, and the prosecution says that Kelsey, the other woman in the car, is going to testify that Tori shot Meg. And Kelsey has a text message where she texts somebody that, hey, Tori shot Meg. And then the rest of the prosecution's case is based on all these calls and texts where Tori's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so drunk. He never says that I shot him. He's like, oh, I'm just so sorry. I'm so drunk. So question what, what he's apologizing for. So that's the prosecution's case. Seems pretty easy. Then the defense comes up and man, it gets spicy. First, the defense goes, they're not telling you about half of what's going on. The most important thing they're not telling you about, they're not telling you about an eyewitness who saw two women fighting, Kelsey and Meg. And so. So if we do our own little investigation. We, we, we remember it was reported that Megan was already drunk at the party, right? So Megan was then it was Kylie Jenner's house party. Megan was there. They, they, they said she was already drunk acting the fool. All right. So we know Megan has an alcohol problem. Um, so then the two women fighting would be Megan and Kelsey, right? This is when uh, Megan finds out that Tori was sleeping with Kelsey and Megan. Remember Megan lies said, no, I never slept with Tori. Come to find out, she did sleep with Tori. So this was like a lover's triangle to a certain extent. All right, but let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about why they're them two are fighting. Let's talk about how she was in the front seat. The gun was caught in the front seat. Let's talk about how she might have gunpowder. She does have gunpowder. Let's talk about how this has nothing to do with the fight between Tori and Meg, and everything to do with the fight between Meg and Kelsey. And then the defense starts dropping the bombs. He basically says this, that they're in the car. Yeah, they left. But do you know why they left? They left because Kylie and Tori were in the pool together. And Kelsey and Meg both felt some type of way about that to the point that Meg felt really some type of way about that. And she was really trying to go to the point that eventually, because of how Meg is acting, this is according to the defense, Kylie Jenner goes to Meg Stallion and says, it's time for you to leave. They all leave. The defense's point is what happens in the car is this. Tori questions Kelsey. Hey, Kelsey, why are you backing up Meg for me trying to, you know, get it on with Kylie Jenner? Meg has been snaking men from you your whole life. I hooked up with you, Kelsey. And then Meg went behind your back and hooked up with me. And Kelsey, this is not the first time. You have been hooking up with Ben Simmons. Meg went behind your back and hooked up with Ben Simmons. You have been hooking up with the baby. Meg went behind your back and hooked up with the baby. And so the defense starts dropping all these grenades. The crowd is captivated. The jury is like, oh, what's going on? And there's every reason to believe that there could have been a fight here, not between Tori and Meg, but between Meg and Kelsey. And the shooting could have not been Tori. It could have been done by any one of the other people in that car. So what ended up happening? Because Kelsey, both Kelsey and Tori tested for uh, gunshot residue. 
just the residue. It doesn't say who shot the gun. It just says that Tori and Megan both tested for the gun residue powder. So if you're close to somebody shooting, firing, a, a discharging a weapon, the powder can get on you as well. If you're in close proximity, like right next to the person, you know what I'm saying? So, and then, like I said, Megan's sexual history, not a good look, but we already knew she was an in industry pass around to begin with, but okay, let's go. What does all of this mean? Well, I'll tell you a couple of things. First, Corey Gamble, Chris Jenner's husband, is going to testify, so this will continue to be must-see TV. Two, the judge is terrific. I expect a very fair trial. The lawyers uh, on the defense side are terrific. I don't know what the government lawyer was doing, giving an opening presentation that made it seem like the most open and shut case ever, when in fact there are huge questions, including an eyewitness who saw two women fighting, suggesting that you have to explain that theory to the jury and you didn't. So I don't love the prosecution's opening in that regard. Stay tuned. We'll have the full coverage here. It's up and it's stuck in the Tory Lanez trial. Okay. That's the part one. Now here's the update. Cause they, they had to, took a break for lunch and they came back for more opening statements. All right, we're back with the rest of the update in Tory Lane. So we are taking our afternoon break. There's going to be more testimony at the end of the day. But right now, let me catch you up on what's happened since lunch. The defense continued and concluded their opening statement. They confirmed that their theory of the case is going to be that Kelsey was the shooter. Tory was just trying to break up the fight. Then the prosecution went up. They put on a police officer as their first witness. This is the police officer who arrived at the scene of the shooting. He testified about how he saw gun casings, blood spatter, this was a big mistake in my opinion because the defense attorney ended up tearing this police officer's testimony to shreds. He basically got the officer to admit that they did not use the proper evidence markers to mark and identify the location of every piece of evidence. So the police cannot tell you where blood was found exactly in relation to the gun casings, where based on the trail of blood the victim would have walked around. They can't tell and paint the whole story of what happened when the person got out of the car. Why, if you can't paint that story, why, if you didn't use the evidence markers, why, if you purportedly have a very simple case, did you waste your time making your first witness a police officer whose testimony is going to get torn to shreds by the defense attorney? Big mistake, in my opinion, if you ask me. From here going forward, the defense will always be able to point out that the government's investigation is completely incapable of telling the jury about the movement of the victim outside of the car. So if you're trying to inject reasonable doubt, alternative theories, you've now done a great job setting it up that the government's story has holes in it. Okay. Now, all they need to prove is that Megan was drunk. Okay. And all reports, indicating reports was that Megan was drunk. Which makes her testimony a bit shaky because it's like, well, how would you be able to remember or know anything if you were impaired? All right. So Megan takes the stand tomorrow. I think if we're going to play on the surface level, the case will be won or lost on her testimony. And I believe the, the prosecution is going to eat her up and point out consistent inconsistencies in her story. Laws basically call her a liar flat out on the stand. I can already see that happening. So I believe the case will be won and lost just solely based on Megan's, uh, on her, on her testimony. So, um, she goes up tomorrow. She goes up tomorrow. And once again, I think if they're going to screw Tori it's because Interscope did not forget what Tori did two years ago. 
And like you said, and like I said, Rock Nation still has a piece of, of Megan that they want to see the, 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 the to be able to capitalize on because if she loses this case, she's she's done. She'll be excommunicado. But um, we'll see. I'll, I'll, we'll keep our eyes open. I'll, I'll be watching from the clouds. But I, I think the case will hinge on Megan's testimony tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> Megan surprise attorney will be She-Hulk Jen- Jennifer Waters. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so that's it. I'm going to get out of here. I didn't want to be on here for too long, but that's right now the latest with the, the Megan Tory Lane's case. I, I worry for Tory only because it's large business at this point. And I hope they they find favor in him, but I, I don't know, man. I'm worried that they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to give him the, uh, the switcheroo, but this surface level, he should beat this case. Non, non-large business, he should beat this case. If it's large business, anything's possible. I don't put nothing past these people at this point. So with that being said, let me get about here. Um, even if she is drunk, that doesn't mean she don't know who she... Okay, but remember, she said she turned her back. So how would you know who shot you if your back was turned? You know? How would you know you were shot if your back was turned? So once again, this is a this is an ugly. This is going to get ugly. Like I said, tomorrow Megan goes up, and I I believe this whole thing will hinge on her testimony. This will make or break the case. So with that being said, I bid you guys adieu. Y'all have a good one. Peace. <laughs>